Father in heaven, today we thank you for the gifts of mom. We thank you for their love and their patience, their kindness and their wisdom. We pray that you would continue to give them peace and strength in the vocation that you have brought them into. We also thank you, Father, for our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, who is willing to love us and give his life for us so that we might live with you for all eternity. We ask that you would pour out your spirit on us this day. Bless us with your word and your strength. Through the name of our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. Again, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers who are here. We thank you and praise you for who you are and the love and the care that you have shown to those who are a part of your family in so many different ways. And if you remember from last year, last year we watched a video that that was called Stuff That Moms Never Say, and we actually found a sequel this year. And so we're going to watch a short video, it's about a minute and a half, moms, what, Stuff Moms Never Say, Part 2. And so let's watch this video. You don't have to wash your hands. I have so much time to myself. Hey, walk away when I'm talking to you. My kids respect my privacy. When this timer goes off, please turn it off and do not tell me. Thanks. Here, can you use up all my battery? Don't call me when you get there. I don't want to know where you are. It is just too quiet in this car. Okay, we're about to leave for church, so if you're going to make a huge mess, you better do it now. I don't know. Your dad usually does everything around here. All of these people are such good drivers. Eating dinner is completely optional. Hanging up your towel is completely optional. Flushing the toilet is completely optional. Okay, this time, can you smile more like a crazed lunatic? Hey, you want to dig through the fridge for the fifth time today? I'd definitely rather be here than at the beach. I am loving the look of these chips on the floor. I am loving the smell of your feet in my face. I am loving this back pain. Get a massage. Ew. No thanks. Take anything you want from my closet and don't worry about putting it back. Don't look at the camera. Look over there. If your sister takes your toy, just give her a good smack on the head. Hey, come drink that grape juice in here on the carpet. It's dinner time. Everybody come get a snack. Hey, did you know you can wear the same pair of underwear all week long? Stuff moms never say, okay? Yeah. So I was uh, thinking about the message this coming day, this today, and as I was doing that, I came across some trivia for Mother's Day that I wanted to share with you. Some of the top items that mothers receive on Mother's Day include a card, flowers, and time with their family. That's what mothers want, okay? Mother's Day is one of the top church-going days of the year, so thank you moms for bringing your families. What a blessing. Did you know that the ancient Romans and Greeks also had a Mother's Day where they celebrated moms? So it's been going on for a long time. Mother's Day was originally started to do what? Protest against the war. 
Do you know what president first initiated Mother's Day as a holiday? Woodrow Wilson. Wilson, In what year? 1914. 1914. What percentage of moms go solo? That is, they have no one to help them. It's about 24%. And so the next time you see a single mom, give her a word of encouragement and thank her for what she does. Mom's job is 24-7, 365 days a year, right? Someone once figured up the salary that they would be paid if they were to be paid for that job. It's over $162,000 a year. The traditional Mother's Day gift is what? It's a single carnation. And so following the worship service today, we're going to hand out carnation, carnations to all of the moms and women who are here. So again, we thank you. But today is not only Mother's Day. It is the fourth Sunday of Easter, which makes it Good Shepherd Sunday. And on Good Shepherd Sunday, we remember our Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, the one who is willing and ready to lay down his life for the sheep. The one who came as our good shepherd wants us to have a life that is filled with abundance. And that is a life with God. He wants us to recognize the love that he has for us. But there's something that children of moms and sheep of the good shepherd have in common. And what it is is that they listen and follow Those whom God has placed over them. And so the theme of today's message is listening and following the Good Shepherd. Listening and following the Good Shepherd. In our gospel text for today, we find Jesus in Jerusalem. It's getting close to the end of his life. He is by Solomon's colonnade, and as he was there in the temple area... There was a bit of confusion. There were some people that came up to Jesus and they asked him a question. They said, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? Tell us plainly who you are. Are you the Christ? Now this question was a question that the people had because there was a division among the people. There was some confusion among the Jews. Some believe that Jesus was the Christ. Others were wondering. And it's all because of what happened the chapter before. In John's Gospel, chapter 9, Jesus had healed a man who was born blind. And the problem was, is that the day that Jesus healed that man was the Sabbath. And so there were people, as they found out what Jesus had done, it began to divide the Jews. Some of them said, this fellow Jesus is not from God because he did this miracle on the Sabbath. Others were saying, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miracles? And for that reason, there was a division between them. And so they came to Jesus and they asked him this question. Tell us, who are you? Are you the Christ of God? 
And Jesus did a wonderful way, a masterful way of answering the question with these words. He said, I have already told you. He said, the miracles that I have done in my Father's name speak for me. You see, time and time again, people, as they came to Jesus, Jesus told them what the mission of God was all about. Jesus told them that he had come to bring life to them, to bring them salvation, but they would not listen. Time and time again, they saw the miracles that Jesus had performed, but they were not willing to hear what he said or watch what he did or believe in the miracles he performed. And so Jesus went on to say, but my sheep, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I will give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, for no one shall ever snatch them out of my hand. And this is what Jesus wants for every person. He wants them to know the love of God. He wants them to know why he came into this world, why he gave his life, why he was sacrificed on the cross and shed his blood, why he rose from the dead, so that they might have life with God. This is the reason he came. He wants them to be willing to listen to his words and to follow him. And yet there are those who shut their eyes to the good shepherd and they are determined, they are determined to do their own thing. And so they don't listen and they don't follow found out something else about the shepherds of Israel. There are different kinds of shepherds in Israel. There are shepherds in northern Israel that shepherd one way and shepherds in southern Israel that shepherd in another way. The shepherds in northern Israel lead their flock by going out in front of them. As they go out in front of the sheep, they call the sheep to themselves so that they follow the shepherd. But sometimes the shepherds in northern Israel have to go not only in front of their sheep just a little ways, they have to go to the point where sometimes the sheep don't hear them or even see them because the shepherd is going out looking for food, looking for pasture, looking for water so that the sheep can survive. And when he finds that, he comes back and he calls the sheep to himself and they follow him. But the sheep do listen for his voice and they do follow where he leads. There's also the shepherds of southern Israel. They shepherd in a different way. They shepherd by being in the midst of the flock. They shepherd even sometimes by being in back of the flock and they push them on. They care for the sheep that are in need. They look out for those who are hurting. They care for the sheep as they struggle. But they too, as they speak to their sheep, the sheep listen and they follow where the shepherd leads. And so a question for you today is this. What type of shepherd has led you in the past? 
And I'm not thinking of just a, a shepherd that shepherds sheep. But what kind of leaders have led you in the past? Have they led you by being out in front of you? Have they led you by being with you and walking with you? Leaders could be a mother or a father or a pastor or a teacher or a coach that you've had. What kind of shepherding style do you like? Or maybe you've had one shepherding style at one time in life and another shepherding style during another time of your life. And have you found them both valuable? Another question to think about is what kind of shepherd are you as you lead others? Are you out in front leading the way? Or do you gather with those around you and more nurture them and care for them? So I was thinking on this Good Shepherd Sunday of moms, I recognize that moms are different as well, aren't they? There are moms who shepherd like the shepherds of the northern part of Israel that are out in front of their family. Oftentimes they are in the workplace. They are leading the way. They plan out what needs to be done. They make sure that tasks are delegated so that everyone is doing their part and everything is getting done. But there are also moms who shepherd like the shepherds of southern Israel. And they nurture and they care for their children. They are with them. In the midst, they are there when they fall and they are surrounding them with their love. But the reality is that both shepherding styles work. And both shepherding styles have their own challenges. But what all good earthly shepherds do is lead those who are following to the good shepherd, to Jesus Christ. All good shepherds lead to the good shepherd. That's what Peter talked about as he wrote a letter to churches and his friends in Asia Minor in his first letter. I think we have a quote from 1 Peter chapter 5. He said, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the good shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So as shepherds of God's people, as shepherds who follow the good shepherd, as we follow him, he shapes our life to fill us with his love and his kindness and his mercy and his humility as we teach and instruct and lead and guide those around us. And so whether you're a mother or a father or a teacher or a pastor or someone in the workplace, 
God wants to work through you to point other people to the Good Shepherd, to the one who laid down his life for us, to the one who has given all so that we might live with God. And as we listen and as we follow, God has a promise that he will lead us home. That is his ultimate goal, to lead us to our eternal home where we will celebrate life with him in all of its fullness for all eternity. And to that, all God's people can say, Amen. Amen.